Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 45. A listener writes in, I feel like I'm not where I need to be with God. It's not that I am just living in open sin, but something is missing. I feel like I've lost something. I don't feel like I'm as close to the Lord as I used to be and went on to name several things. And I want to speak to that today because many that are listening to this podcast may be in the same boat and you just feel like, well, you know, that's a description of my life. I've lost a sense of joy in my life. I've allowed other things to come in. I feel like I'm not as generous as I should be, not as faithful as I should be, as I once was. Uh, Maybe you just feel dirty on the inside and like you need a new beginning. Well, this podcast is for you because I've got good news for you. God will give you a fresh start anytime that you want it. Now think about it. Every hour, God gives us a fresh start. You can begin a new hour. Really, it gets down to the minute, but certainly the hour. What about a day? Aren't you glad that God says the day just doesn't go on and on? But every 24 hours, God gives us all the same amount of time, but then he says you get to start all over again. The evening and the morning are the first day. The evening and the morning are the second day. On and on to seven. That means that God gives us a brand new week. During times of crisis that uh, the United States and the world has gone through in the spring and summer of 2020 and the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 as it's called, uh, our days run together and it seems like that there's no end. And I've talked with so many people that said, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Why? Because you're not starting and finishing. You're not getting a new beginning. You're just living life like you're on vacation all the time, even though you're not. You see, God designed us to have a beginning and an end, not just in life, but on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. That's why Shabbat is so important. That's why we need to have an ending and a beginning, because we do best with that. God knows best, and when we trust Him and we follow His Word, everything falls in line. But George Sweeting, years ago, George Sweeting was president of uh, Moody Bible Institute and then became the chancellor of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois. And in 1978, I was on staff at First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, and George Sweeting came there to do a conference. And in that conference, he made this statement, victory in the Christian life is a series of new beginnings. Let me say that again. Victory in the Christian life is a series of new beginnings. And he went on to talk about how that God will bring us to a point many times to where we come to the end of ourselves and we have a new beginning with him. And then it's like the old... um, power poles beside the highways we see. Ever so often you'll see another pole and then you'll go down the road and there'll be another pole. Well, why aren't there just two poles miles apart? I'll tell you why, because the line sags along the way and so do our lives. And so God will come along and give us a new beginning and we put another pole in and God will give us another beginning and we put another pole in and that's how the lines stay off the ground and the power keeps flowing. And that's the way it is with God. 
And so what happens in our lives? Well, it happens to all of us. It certainly happened to the man that it was said about him like no other. He's a man after God's own heart. It happened in David's life. If it happened in the greatest men of God who ever lived, it's going to happen to us. And we shouldn't be startled and surprised when we don't measure up, when we don't do what God has before us and there becomes time or a season in our life when we're in lethargy and we're apathetic and and we just don't have going for us what we once did in our walk with God and we think, what's happening? Well, sometimes uh, there are other reasons for it, but many times it's because we need a brand new beginning and a fresh start with God. And many times it's because sin has come into our lives in one way or another. It might not be overtly, outwardly some big uh, sin or some big disappointment that you have disappointed God in some horrible way that others might think would be horrible. But like the frog in the kettle, most of the time the enemy gets us gradually and uh, step by step. We just began to back away from God. He never leaves. He's always there, but we back away. And that happened in King David's life. And uh, that gradual making for that gradual making room for the little things that shouldn't be there in our lives causes us many times to make tragic decisions that will affect our lives and the lives of others, sometimes for generations. That's true in David's life, and we have in Psalm 51 and Psalm 32, in Psalm 51, the confession of sin. Psalm 32, we have the praise for cleansing. But the prayer of confession that is uh, listed in Psalm 51 is a good guide for us, and it would take uh, three podcasts to really break that psalm down. But what I want to do is just help you to get through uh, this idea of a new beginning and maybe a fresh start today. Because in Psalm 51, first of all, David paints a portrait of sin. He gives us three words, the three most common words in the Hebrew language in the Bible for sin. And he says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to your hesed, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. The word transgression is the word for stepping over a line. It's a a boundary that we've crossed over. You see, God still does have boundaries even in our day. When we try to lower the bar, God doesn't lower the bar. Sin is sin. doesn't matter when it is or what season or what generation or what millennium. And so transgression is stepping over God's lines. You see, God does have some absolutes. And so that's the word to step over the line. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Iniquity is the word for twisting and distorting, blaming someone else and getting everything all twisted up and cleanse me from my sin. That word is the word for to fall short. It's closest to the word harmartia, which is the Greek word found in Romans 3.23. You see, in Romans 3.23 and all of Romans 3 especially, it talks about this, and it means to miss the mark. And God says, for all have harmartia, we have all sinned, we've all missed the mark. And what is that mark that we've fallen short of? It's the glory of God. It's not anyone else. It's not comparing ourselves, I'm as good as so-and-so, you're not as good as God, that's for sure. And that's the mark, that's the standard. For all have missed the mark. What is the mark? It's the glory of God. And there is none righteous, no, not one, a triple negative in Romans 3.10. We could go on, but I think you've got the idea. But when it comes into our lives, it brings about certain consequences. 
And so David begins to pray. Now, I cannot go through all of that just because of time constraints, maybe in a distant podcast, but I want to show you what David prays after he prays for purging in verse 7 and to be white and to be made uh, clean again. He says in verse 10, create in me a clean heart. Now, many times you can find out about a person's uh, well-being spiritually by listening to them pray and what they think of themselves and their relationship and fellowship with God. David said, create in me a clean heart. Now, why would a man pray that? Because he feels he has a dirty heart. And renew a steadfast or a, a generous spirit within me. Why would a man pray that? Why would he pray for a right spirit? Because he has a wrong spirit. Do not cast me away from your presence. This is verse 11 of Psalm 51. David is sensing that he no longer is in the presence of God. Now, please understand this. The grace of God enables us to have the presence of God, but obedience to God enables us to enjoy that presence. You see, you and I don't even want to be in the presence of God when we're living in disobedience to him or we've committed some sin. So he says, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. David was sensing that he was separated from God. And he said, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. He had lost his joy. I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like you're clean today? Do you feel like you have a right spirit within you? Do you sense God's presence in your life? I mean, is God closer to you than your hands or your feet? Or was he once like that, but now it's distant? Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. The Apostle Paul over and over again, more than any, talked about the joy of the Lord, rejoicing in the Lord. It has nothing to do with other people. It has nothing to do with circumstances. It has nothing to do with what we have or don't have. The book of Philippians is the most joyful book in all of the New Testament. It talks more about joy and rejoicing and all of those things that have to do with the filling of God's spirit and the experiencing of the joy of the Lord. Paul wrote that from a prison cell. It had nothing to do with his circumstances. Everybody didn't like him. It had nothing to do with whether he was liked or disliked. He had learned how to have a lot of money and a lot of possessions and how to do with nothing. So he said, I've learned whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. That was not talking about a physical location. That was talking about whether he had a lot or whether he had a little. You see, if your joy and my joy is based in people and your joy and my joy is based in the circumstances of life, Life where we find ourselves. If your joy and my joy is based in what we have or don't have or the size of our savings accounts or portfolios, then everything I just said to you is going to be turned upside down one day because true joy is the fruit of the Spirit. It's produced by us being rooted deeply in the will and the way of God and enjoying His person. So I want to say to you, if you are today down and you are discouraged and you are feeling estranged from God and you're feeling maybe nothing and you feel numb, I want to ask you to pray what the psalmist prayed in Psalm 139. Lord, search me. Try me. See if there is any wicked way in me. Let me tell you, if you come to God and say, God, is there anything in my life that's displeasing to you? He'll show you. And once he shows us what that is, we need to be willing to turn from it. Because let me tell you, there is nothing in our lives, no person in our lives, no process in our lives, no material thing in our lives, no promotion 
emotion in our lives, nothing in our lives that is worth us walking outside of the joy of the Lord and his plans for our lives because God's ways are perfect and his plans for you and his plans for me are good. So if as this listener, you are feeling out of touch with God today, it may be time for a new beginning on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.